You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Uh, Siva Kumar says, Anarchism, is it a plausible idea? I like to think that we are all generally and genuinely good people and would be perfect without the order of authority as Locke sort of believed. But the truth of the matter is that reality has set certain standards. I would love to know what you guys think, so writes Siva Kumar. Siva, I think that the problem you get into pretty quickly with anarchy, let's say, is that something will take the place of the anarchy. And the absolute anarchy, which would involve a number of bad actors, if you will, is just not feasible, not tolerable over long term. No population is going to tolerate that. Anarchists, in quotes, are just really opponents of the current regime and want something in its place. They may not be revealing that immediately. Nothing close to absolute anarchy has worked. Thus, I think anarchists are just people who are tired, cranky, don't like the government, but at worst are usurpers, and at best, they're ball punters. I guess it's not nice to call anarchists names. Sorry. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. In response to this question, there's a really great post from Al Evans who says, I think a lot of anarchism today is the belief that when you get beyond local, there should be no government. While this has a certain appeal, it really wouldn't work. If New York was attacked by Newark, Queens could either help Manhattan or let it fall, unless they had a predefined mutual defense. And even then, they could sell out to the New Jersey city for some consideration. Al, that's a good analogy for anarchism there, but what about the Bronx? I mean, if there's going to be a fight, I want the BX on my side. Seriously, though, I think there's actually a point that you make, as funny as your example is. 
as to what happens when a system breaks up. Warlords take control and then want the thing. Uh, then someone's going to want to be the big warlord. But even in a more friendly system, let's zip back to 1785, where a group of representatives from Maryland and a group from Virginia meet to resolve a Potomac water dispute. Shays' Rebellion is going on, there's currency issues, there's interstate squabbling over territory, even some gunfire between states. It's becoming obvious that states couldn't always resolve common problems. This led to the Annapolis Convention and eventually the Philadelphia Convention and the Constitution. It was formed because of two equal fears. The fear of anarchy, that the rabble would take the property from the property owners. But also the fear of invaders from the outside, the British, the French, the Spanish, that they might take over some of our independent states. So this nation tried it. It wasn't anarchy, but they tried a very decentralized system, and it just wasn't tenable, at least in that early stage, because we feared that some big warlord, if you will, was going to come in. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts.